Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello, come on in, have a Mountain Dew, sit down and relax, and welcome to the Gamer's Ledge podcast. It's a conversation between friends and a look at the video gaming industry. I'm your host, Balth, and with me, all as always, is Neo Sapien. Howdy. And Burgundy. Good evening. We are meeting across the fine intertubes via Skype, and this is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast by fans just like you. We give it to you free of charge almost every Thursday or every other Thursday, depending on our lives and schedules on iTunes.com, GamersLedge.com. Rate us, subscribe to us, watch us on YouTube and Twitch.tv. Write in at GamersLedge at gmail.com and let us know what you like, questions you have, or topics that you'd like us to discuss. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since the last podcast. Life stuff we came up. Only missed one. Yeah, we only missed one. Uh, life stuff came up. But let's talk about, start by going around the table, what have you been playing? Burgundy. <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not all. You've been playing some real-life games, too. Is eHarmony a game? Yeah, it totally is, I think. Can you level up? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, technically he can. If you want to <laughs> sit there and break it down, you're kind of like you start off and, like, you know... You're you're looking out there, and you have to like you know you have to find like you know the right match. So you you think you find one, and you send them a smile. Okay, that's a button you press, and you send a smile. And sometimes they never answer it, and then you're just like oh. And then other times, other people send you smiles, and you're like yay because that's a big surprise. Then you have to like send them questions back and forth. And I guess it's like you know you have to like if you don't answer the right things. You're not going to go to the next level, and the next level is more questions. See, but I, it, I don't, I don't like these types of games because they're pay-to-win scenarios. <laughs> that's that's funny, dude. You should the other guy should be laughing at that too because that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it's hilarious. That's why. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's because he's never done the internet dating thing. I was actually on mute because I had a kid creeping across the floor, so <laughs> so I was laughing. I just wasn't coming across the mic. That makes it sound like you have strange children creeping across your your floor at any given moment. Well, it was doing it very, you know, the ring style, kind of like trying to be quiet or something. I don't know what it was. All right, my, my Neo Sapien gauge has just moved to aloof. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly I, mystique. <laughs> because this whole thing about creepy children creeping intrigues me. <laughs> so I'm sorry, you were saying Burgundy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's kind of like a game, and then you have to... I guess it's like... Uh, actually, it is a lot like... Uh, actually, I have no idea. But, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like leveling up, because then you, know, you get to the point where you get the emails, and you're like, all right, if you say the right things here, you can get a phone number. Oh, if you get a phone number, you get a phone call. Oh, if you get a phone call and you do well there, you get a date. So, it sounds like Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's kind of exactly. Like- <laughs> so, so have you traded any cherries? Oh, <laughs> no, it's still early. <laughs> I'm just, I, I was talking about Animal Crossing. What were you thinking about, Neo? Jeez. <laughs> Animal Crossing, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. 
have you played anything else? Um, I, I played a little bit of my uh, uh, Neo Geo. <laughs> the Neo Neo Geo. The, the Neo. Yeah, the, Neo Geo. the new the new Neo Geo. Yes. Which I think may have a busted SD card slot. So I'm trying <laughs> to figure out how to get that game working on it, but the rest are built in or you know, some good stuff on there. Well, I know what you haven't been playing because, you know, we tried to hook up and actually play it together and that didn't go well. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Neil, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, since we're going to be talking about that, I'll leave the first item on my list off for a while. Um, let's see. Uh, Sly 3, I'm actually to the final level, I think. Finally. Um, although platinuming this one's going to be a bit of a pain in the butt because you got to do 100% of the game, and there is a lot of replay challenges stuff to do the 100%. So I've done it on the other two, but it wasn't that much. I don't know if I'm going to finish it on this one or not, but I'm going to try. Um, I actually played a, a few board games uh, this week, uh, primarily uh, Zombies. Um, oddly enough, makes a good family game. Oh, yeah, it's a great family game. Um you should go so, for Kill Dr. Lucky, too. Yeah, I, actually, Zombies, the first time I played it was at uh, 10th Penny. And uh, same with uh, Kill Dr. Lucky. So, yeah, there's some other... I want to get um, Munchkin and... Okay, but if you're going to get Munchkin, then the one you need to get is called Cutthroat Caverns. Okay. Um, there are two... No, three expansions for it as well. I recommend you buy all of them. But you can just start with the base set. It's l- a lot like Munchkin, but the difference is that it's a cooperation game in that um, you're all working towards a goal. Like, it's very D&D-esque. You'll okay. have, like, a monster that's out there, and it's got a number of hit points or whatever, and you've got a tax that will whittle down the monster's hit points. Well, you only get credit if you are the one that lands the killing blow. And so it becomes this thing where, yes, you have cards to screw with people, but you wait until you think they're going to try and kill it. Ah. And so it, it's it, it, that's why it's called Cutthroat Cavern, because it becomes right. very, very cutthroat very quickly. Um, right. And up to six people can play, so that's that's one of the nice, awesome things about oh. it. Yeah, that's cool. And it's, it's actually not a, a, a very um, complicated rule system. It's, mm-hmm. it's fairly straightforward, and, and I think even your kids could pick it up. Yeah, and uh, so they—they're uh, actually um, now that Eve's gotten a little older, she's actually picking up on the stuff pretty well too. I guess it helps that we've had games in the house like forever, so some of these things you just kind of start to recognize after a while. I keep on going back and forth on Catan because it just—it's kind of a slow game. It just—I I don't think it'll really hold the kids' interests. Yeah, it's um, slow, but I like it a lot. Well, yeah, I think you know, give Mitchell and Keegan another couple of years, and I think they'd really be more into it. Um, I can we can barely finish a game of well no that's true they can sit through life they can't sit through a whole game of Monopoly but um, and then uh, Ticket to Ride I've never actually played it the only time I've actually seen it was um, on uh, Will Wheaton's thing mm. tabletop and I still haven't watched a single episode of season two of that yet and they've actually played some games that I've played before on that so that'll be fun Do to watch. Do you have the Catan for the PlayStation Network? I do. Okay. I do. I think that's a really, really good version of it. it. It is. It is. And actually, you know, thinking about it, that we have the two PS3s, you know, at least two of us could play against each other. True but. that. I, um, oh, I, well, I was just going to say, I actually, we, the missus and I just had a long conversation because I've got two sealed board games that we have not yet even looked at yet. Oh, wow. I've got Lock and Key, the game, 
uh, based after the comics, and mm-hmm. Wonderland, the game based off of the uh, very twisted Alice in Wonderland comics. Hmm. So I need to tackle both of those. Yeah. Other other than that, I've been still sorting comics. I'm I'm think I'm down to my last uh, historical box here, and after that, then it'll just be making sure I've got all the the boxes lined up for the for the new stuff and getting caught up. I'm about three weeks behind, and uh, and getting that done, and I'll actually have that task done. And once I've got that all done, I'll take some pictures and post them up on the site. But based on our show from was it two or three weeks ago, um, where uh, good old Yadarg didn't know what Buck Rogers was. And then the next day, Burgundy telling me that Buck Rogers of the 25th century is on Netflix, I watch Buck Rogers while I sort comic books. <laughs> That's such a great show. It is. You know, I need, I need to get the missus watching that because she, while she's working during the day, she works from home. Uh, while she's doing, she does something that requires her attention, but she likes to have noise on. I found that she is watching Bridezillas, which I had never watched before, which is like the worst of the worst TV you could possibly watch. So maybe it's, not, it's better than Honey Boo Boo. At least she's not got that on. Okay, I wouldn't know because I haven't watched that either. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta see if I can get her watching Buck Rogers for the noise. Maybe she'll get hooked on it, so that'll work. Yeah. Oh man, bright. Yeah. Oh, jeez, man. I'm. I mean, it takes a. I lot. got a divorce because of that. <laughs> Well, everybody <laughs> thinks everybody thinks it was because she cheated, but no, it's actually just because she watched reality TV. And I, I thought it was the gambling. See, I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind like MasterChef. I don't mind, uh, you know, Hell's Kitchen. I don't mind. Well, no, that, those are good. Okay, anything with Gordon Ramsay is automatically awesome. Well, yeah, that's pretty much all the <laughs> reality TV I watch too. Um, yeah, we're actually watching MasterChef right before we jumped on the. <laughs> yeah. See, so I mean, my my point is, is there is good reality TV, but anytime I sit down for like a ten minute segment and I feel physically ill from watching it, I think that's a bad sign. You know, I feel like actually, it's almost like watching a Ben Stiller movie, but like <laughs> compressed. You know how you feel like anxious and uneasy and uncomfortable. That's what this is, but it's like super condensed and distilled into one ten minute segment. That makes me want to violently get ill. Wow, I've left you guys speechless. Well, no, I completely understand with that. I mean, uh, I would, TV I would, is in a bad shape. I was just waiting for Bergs to come back and defend Ben Stiller because I thought he was actually a Stiller fan. But no. yeah, there there are certain things I like, like you know, Zoolander. That's a great movie. But Mystery Man. Yeah. Oh, mi- oh my God! Yes. You yeah, know, everybody forgets that one. You know, I that's one Blu-ray I do not have that I need to track down. I know. I need to get that. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it's like uh, what was the parents one? Um, meet the parents. Meet the parents. Oh my god, I was just uncomfortable the entire movie, and I, I hate situation. You know, uncomfortable situation comedy. I don't know why I've never enjoyed that. And this is this, and Bridezilla is most definitely uncomfortable situation comedy. Not because they're trying to be funny, but because it's uncomfortably, I don't know, there's something wrong with those people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. No, no, it's funny because <laughs> it's true. Um, You've been watching anything else? 
Um, I've been actually uh, watching. Well, I, I have one other thing on the notes, but it's something I thought just thought of. I've been watching um, Under the Dome, which apparently I don't know if it's based on a K- K- Stephen King story that, or if it's just he's he's an executive producer on the script. Or is that the NBC show? I think it's NBC. I don't know. I DVR everything. I have no idea. Yeah, stuck under uh, like invisible force field dome. Yeah. So, did you ever read Girls? By Um, I'm going to go with no. Girls by the Luna Brothers. It was an image imprint book. No, that I did not. Yeah. So the 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 story about this comic book is about a town trapped under a dome with basically naked female aliens that all look the same, that try to have sex with all the men in the town. Okay, well, that has definitely not happened so far. Well, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Did they no, rip very... the concept from, from the Luna Brothers? Uh, the next well, question was, why not? Why not? Because <laughs> um, it's actually a, a network show, so they couldn't do that. Um, it, it's a Stephen King story, so it's got your basic, you know, Stephen Kingy things kind of going on. There's, you know, uh, the the... You know the the weird stuff going on with the dome. You know, there's people that think the dome is talking to them. There's you know a creepy preacher dude who's one boatload short of a boatload of bananas. Um, uh, there's the secret of all the town leaders that's going on, and you know it just it, it's um yeah it's a typical Stephen King kind of setup. Uh, you can tell a lot of the characters are very very uh, much of the Stephen King mold. Um, it, it's been entertaining. There's been some really bad dialogue. Um, I don't know if either of you guys watched uh, Haven at all. Nope. Uh, it's based on. It's on sci-fi. It's based on oh, uh, Stephen. It's it's actually a really good show. It's based on Stephen King's. Uh, I don't know if it's a novel or a short story. The Colorado Kid. Um, and it's actually a really good show. It runs in thirteen episodes. It's going to have season four coming up here in a bit. Um, and it, it's. It's even it's less Stephen Kingy because I don't think he's not been directly involved with it, so it's like based on loosely based on the concept of the story of the Colorado Kid. Um, this one definitely has more of the uh, flavor of the Stephen King TV um, movies and the miniseries, like it and, uh, uh, and Tommy Knockers and whatever those ones that that were done a while back. So um, it's good, but it, it's it, you know it, it's not great, but it's good. And then actually, this one's been an interesting. The kids were watching this. I think it was is it on Hulu or Netflix? I don't remember, but uh, it's called Kaijudo, um, and it's you know it's kind of a you know it's a far 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 descendant of Pokemon, but essentially um, they're the kaiju. So there are these you know, monsters that come from the monster realm that were sealed there through the veil, blah, 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 whatever. But they've mixed it with martial arts, so there's actually like this, this you know, martial art moves to summon the portals, to summon the monsters, and then they've got these gauntlets that command them and make them do things. But it's actually really well written and really well um, voice acted. It's, it's actually really well done. And uh, the main uh, lead character is voiced by Scott Wolf, which I thought was interesting because he actually does a really good kid voice. Um I'm assuming both of you know who Scott Wolf is. If not, I'll just shut up and go away now. I do not know who Scott Wolf is, but that does not mean that you should shut up and go away. I know certain vo- uh, voice actors, like um, the guy who does Batman, who I can't remember at the moment. Bruce uh, King. Yeah, or, Kevin. Bur- Kevin. 
Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Where'd you get Bruce? Bruce is his first name. <laughs> I know. And then Kane is um. The Kane is the guy that created Batman. Batman. Yeah, I yeah. I, I was there. It just, Bob Kane. Damn it, Bob Kane. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm screwed up. Excuse. Me. Well, Scott Wolf actually isn't a voice. I just I've never heard of him doing voice acting before. He was the well. The first thing I know him from was he was the. Um, uh, Michael J. Fox ish character in Party of Five. Um, <laughs> I I can't think of any other way to describe. That would assume that I watched Party of Five, which I well, did not. I mean, come on, everybody, you know, at least watched five minutes of it for what's her face. No, I did not. Next, you're gonna ask me about Seventh Heaven. Okay, I've know way too much about that show, so I'm just seriously <laughs> shut up right now and just not say anymore. The best part is I can but, peg you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've been doing this a while. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, no, I'll, what's what's really weird is my my wife was the one to pick up that the the father character from Seventh Heaven was uh, Commander. Uh, um, now I'm going to forget his name. Diker. Uh, is that the guy who was the captain of the Enterprise and then got demoted in Star Trek the motion picture? Was it Decker? Decker. 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 Yes. Decker unit. Yes, that yeah. Is correct. Um, he, he, Stephen Collins. It's the same guy. I totally. I. 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 I've watched that movie a thousand times. She's watched it once, and she picked out that that was Stephen Collins. Anyway, I'm done talking now. Um. Anybody see Pacific Rim? Yeah, Not, so th- let's talk about that. That was going to be on my list. Here. Well, see, that was that was like I don't get to see Pacific Rim, so I got to watch the anime show with Kaiju in it. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> let me say this: I went and I watched it in 3D IMAX, and okay. um, I went in with very very low expectations. I think we talked about this a little bit on the show. I mm-hmm. had like no zero desire to go see it. However, the missus, when we were watching uh, World War Z, she she saw the preview for it. She's like, I want to see that more than any other movie that I've ever seen. Because she's only started watching movies since she she started dating me, which was about two years ago. So we've been catching her up on a lot of stuff. But we went, since she said she wanted to go see it, I decided to go take her. You know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in the IMAX 3D. Um, it was actually pretty good. There were only a couple plot things that really, like, holes that really bothered me. But it wasn't enough to pull me out. Um, they had, you know, it, the story wasn't, like, real deep. And that's, she actually walked out of there saying, I think that's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. So. Um, wow. She's she's not big on the, she doesn't really like the, the origin stories for superheroes because, there's a lot of story and some action. She's an action girl, and let me tell you, there's plenty of action in this movie. Um, yes, which is uh, they really <laughs> the special effects are great. I, I have to say, you know, um, it did not turn into Transformer mishmash exactly uh, like Bay's movies. You know, where you can't tell who's who while they're they're wrestling uh the the effects work was amazing again done by industrial light magic this time not by my friend pat um but yes it it was uh uh, very well done i thought every they did a really good what i thought as i was watching the movie is they did a really good job of giving the mechs as a character Mm mm-hmm 
Um, each mech had its own distinct character, and the people inside it, when, I mean, it was almost like watching Voltron come to life. Because, yes, you had these individual peoples who had their own, granted, not necessarily well-fleshed-out characters, but once they went inside the mech, then it was like Voltron had assembled, and the mech was the character, as opposed to the individual people. And so I thought that was pretty good. Um, liked the Japanese uh, chick that actually spoke Japanese, which is fairly rare in movies. Um, but although she had blue highlights in her hair, so all I kept thinking of was that scene from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> you punched her so hard that you, the highlights came out of her hair, man. <laughs> I was just, just waiting for that to happen, and like, I'm like, it's not going to happen. No, uh, I, and uh, I, I Ron like Perlman. Pilot, so that's all right. <laughs> what a great surprise to see. I'm prominent. I didn't know he was in it. Who? Oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you stayed till the credits were over, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. I did, yes. Um, Have I mentioned that I hate you guys? Which, which, you know, all I'm going to say about that is if you watched the movie, that makes no sense. The part past the credits. But it's still funny nonetheless. Um, Didn't they officially announce a sequel, too? Oh, oh God, they would have to because it did really, really well. I was just um, trying to say, did it make money? I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, it did. It did well, it lost to Grown Ups, didn't it? It did. It did. Does I don't know how, how in the world does that happen. Now, I'm not but, sure. Yeah. Dude, people love those kind of movies. So what, what was funny, though, <sighs> is that subconsciously, I knew the main character was the guy from Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. But when I looked at him and the missus said, who is that guy? I said Paul Walker. <laughs> and when you look at them, their pictures side by side, they're pretty doggone close. The only difference is Walker is normally a little more clean shaven. But I thought for his first, you know, full-fledged movie, he did pretty good. Um, it wasn't, you know, any dramatic. It was a popcorn movie. And I, that's what I walked out saying is this was a perfectly fine popcorn movie. Yeah, and I had no problem was, with the cost. I it was fun. It was full of action. It was, you know, ups and downs, and there were some parts that were a little predictable, but um, the only real plot hole I had was with the ending, which uh, we can talk about offline. So there are no spoilers for Neo at some point. But basically, it was was how they finished it. Um, certain things but I, yeah i really can't talk about it but yeah there was there was only really that one plot hole that i really didn't like so did either of you read any of the backstory stuff i haven't either i was just wondering uh, i didn't know they had backstory stuff yeah they did a i think it was a comic series or it was an online comic series or something there was there was a backstory like the origin of the different uh what are they called the uh, uh jaegers oh so i will say first of all that that was probably about the only thing I did mark out about was that the fact that they were called Jaegers. And that's based off of a word in in German called Schattenjäger, which if anybody is truly a video game fan, they played Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Father, which was a game about a Schattenjäger in New York who hunted vampires. So That is funny. Yeah, so that that's... Uh, that's always been one of my favorite words, and so I was pretty stoked that they actually named the Jaegers after Schottenjaegers. See here, I thought they named him after Jaegermeister. No. Yeah, I was just trying to say that's all I was thinking of. No, no, not so much. 
<laughs> although it although it is elk's blood, and they are trying to punch blood out of these monsters. Um, I thought that the the scientists they they used them in the right amount to break up the seriousness of the film. Yeah, my friend hated that part. He just every time they were on there, he just said that he wanted it over. Um, um I could see I on multiple see Charlie views. Day. Yeah, Charlie Day is great. The you know I I liked them. I thought he was hilarious in it. You know, I thought I, that was great. I thought so too. But yeah, I, I agree. Best popcorn movie we have seen in years. So that was a that was a summer movie right there. The 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 big problem is that then from that the trailers in front of that one, she saw the Wolverine trailer and was like, I must go watch that, and I immediately threw my hands up in the air because I've been trying to get her to watch X Men and X Two for like the last year and a half. And so we finally sat down and watched X-Men. We've still got to crack out X2. Um, we're going to do that. We're going to watch. I'm just going to tell her uh, spoilers for X3. And if you didn't watch it, too bad because it's suck movie anyways. Um, I'm just going to tell her that, you know, Wolverine kills Jean Grey. Even though that's not how it works in the comics, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he killed her once. Geek. Yeah, but not really. She She... She was able to rest it un- under control and turn it away, the Phoenix Force. Um, and she oh. went off into space. Uh, but anyways, um, they, it was just really poorly set up. I'm really pissed off at that movie because it made no sense. You know, they had all those friggin' syringes of mutant cure everywhere. Why wouldn't he just pick one up and go stab her with it rather than kill her? It makes no sense. Especially since the Phoenix Force wasn't the Phoenix Force. It was actually just a manifestation of her power. So. Right. It makes no sense whatsoever. Why wouldn't she just... Throw her alternate personality. God. Anyway. It, it was a bad movie. It was, it was a just very bad it was, movie. It was a very, very bad movie. I, so, I recently bought that on Amazon, actually. What is wrong with you? Why would you buy... Why would you spend good money? Hold on. I, technically, I didn't spend any money on it. Oh, okay. If you got it for Amazon, free, that's fine. Amazon did this ridiculous deal for $59 or like $60 had all of the Marvel movies that weren't like directly under Marvel or something. It was like all the X-Men movies, the Fantastic Four movies, like all that kind of shit. It was like nine, it was nine Blu-rays for yeah, 60 bucks. But that's a lot of crap for 60 bucks. I know, but it was like I bought <laughs> the good ones, which I didn't have, which I was going to anyway at some point. And then you just get all these other ones for free that I could sit there and watch and laugh at later. <laughs> like Daredevil. I'm totally going to watch Daredevil again. You know what? I'm sorry. I love Daredevil. I really like the movie. I know I'm like one of the five people in the world that does, but I thought... Did you really watch it? Yes. Multiple times, as a matter of fact, actually. I Seriously? really like. I really like it. It's not. <clears throat> it's not the best Marvel movie. But I think that it, I thought that the tone of the character was there. I thought that Ben Affleck did a passable job on it. I really liked um, what's his face as um, Happy. Oh no! Okay, it's Happy. Okay. Who? Uh, who is? Or Foggy? You mean? Or Foggy? Who is now Happy in Iron Man? Yeah, John Favreau. John Favreau. Thank you. Um, I thought there was good chemistry between them. I thought that, you know, it was okay. I did not like Kingpin. I did not like the way that ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, the overall movie, I thought it was okay. Uh, It was better than Elektra. 
I never, I never watched. I, fa- I, <laughs> I, I can, I have it now on Blu-ray, so I can watch it like her. Honestly, I'm there with you. I'm there with you both. I didn't think Daredevil was bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, who are Spider-Man, you people? Spider-Man three. Spider-Man bad. three is bad. Yeah, but Daredevil is okay. Seriously, you know. thought that Daredevil was better than. Sp- I mean, look, I'm not saying I'm a fan of Spider-Man three, but Daredevil was better than that. I think so. Yeah, that the, Spider-Man three was really guess, like. I'm gonna watch it again. Ugh. It, I'm gonna watch, I, I'm gonna watch Daredevil I mean, again. Watch it with an open mind and say, you know, maybe this. I I don't think it's that bad. I think it's okay. I'm not saying it's like I I go watch it before you know any of the current Marvel movies. That's not what I'm saying. Um, right. But still, I, I think it's okay. And if you look at when it came out, you know that was around Blade and Blade Two. And they were still kind of figuring out their movie mojo at that point. So I thought it was all right as a first movie. Um, so have Blade and Daredevil both reverted back to Marvel's control now? Blade has. I do not believe Daredevil has. Okay. Um, I wish they could just buy their friggin' contracts back. I want Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, so that's <clears throat> while we're on the subject of movies. Yes, I know this is a, normally a video game podcast, but we're a little digressing. It so, is the summer movie season. It is. So the this summer is understandable. Season. Did you guys see that they titled Avengers Two? Yes. Yes. <sighs> the Age of Ultron, which means we do not get our Thanos in this, or if we do, it's probably going to be at the very end to give uh, more. According time. to Gunn, nope. he's going to be huge in Guardians. Yeah, which well, makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, I I really hope so. I I can't wait. Um, but I'm which I'm, means it's all going to happen in Avengers three. Well, the the interesting thing is they're saying that Pym won't even be in Avengers three. No, he'll be in three. He won't be in two. No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you got ahead of me. He won't be in two, but he will be in the Ant Man movie. I'm still thinking the Ant-Man movie is going to end up taking place before Avengers two, so there's still going to be like some. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to shut up. No, now. some kind of tie-in or some kind of reference at least or something. Yeah, some kind of, you they know, have some to. key component of, of Ultron will be well, they have Pym to technology. Explain, you know, they have to explain Ultron's, you know, creation. And, and the well, you more... know Ultron, you know what they're going with, though. I mean, I'm 99.9% sure this is where they're going. Well, so, okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Because Vin Diesel has said that he does have a love story for his character. Okay, well, that pretty much shores up who he is. Then. I am fairly sure he's Vision. Well, yeah, well, he, he could still be Thanos. I mean, Thanos is technically a love story. Yes. Yeah, I can but see the, the, vision, the Vision thing works. The Vision and, and thing works, though, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be and, talking to And seriously? To, yeah. I mean, he's already got the bald head, so. And the dude's already played a robot before. True. Riddick? Nope. No, no, Iron Giant, dude. No, I'm just teasing. I was making oh. a commentary about his performance in Riddick. I'm just teasing. Oh, Riddick we, alone. You leave Riddick alone. No, no. Seriously, really? <laughs> you don't like the Riddick No, movies? I'm just teasing. I dude, like I love Riddick. the Riddick I lo- Did you see the the trailer for the new one? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? The, one? the missus was like on, was on the end of, edge of her seat. She's like, that looks like the scariest thing ever. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm like, oh god! She never now we gotta watch. Black? No, I have to. We have to watch Pitch Black and Riddick now. Chronicles of Riddick in order to get her ready for this one. 
Are you going to play uh, Butcher Bay too, just to get the full experience? No. No? Okay. I'll pass. Um, <laughs> but so anyways, that's the movie side of things. Um, so that's Friday. We will go watch The Wolverine. Saturday has been requested of me to do a Harry Potter marathon in which we watch all eight movies back to back to back. Wow. So that will be my Saturday. Um, I have been playing uh, Saints Row 4, or 3, excuse me. Um, and the other thing that I've been playing every day for the last three weeks is no the, kidding. the Last of Us multiplayer. Um, and I do want to take a couple minutes to talk about The Last of Us multiplayer. There are no spoilers in this because The Last of Us multiplayer has nothing to do with the story. Uh, basically, what the multiplayer is, is that you are a survivor of a group of survivors that they call a clan. And you need X number of supplies to feed that clan. And the more supplies you get, the more people join your clan, meaning that you have to do better and better if you want to keep building your clan. Um, there are several in-game costume pieces and achievements that you... The, the way this works is it's a 12-week-long cycle in which you either play as Fireflies, which is something a, a faction that you will learn about in the game, or Hunters, which are basically just loosely-knit people that don't like the Fireflies. Um, and... And all are apparently from the Deep South. Yeah, pretty much. And you play as either one of the factions, and it doesn't matter. Like, I can be on the Firefly track, and you can be on the Hunter track, and we can still play together. It's not like it, it, it's an actual wall that separates you from anything. It's just kind of the story for the multiplayer, if you will, and there's not really any story. But what will happen is you will start to build your clan up, and then there will be, if you're playing Hunters as an example, it will say Fireflies Attack. And you've got three days to prep um, by completing certain tasks like I heal X number of people or I spot X number of enemies or I down X number of enemies or I down X number of enemies with a bomb or with my gun or something along those lines. And that gives you uh, certain bonuses when the Fireflies do attack um, to how you how your clan gets out of it. Um, sometimes they give you penalty um, rounds in which you have a percentage of your population at risk. So in other words, uh, if you do poorly, 100% of your clan will be wiped out. If you do really well, only 20% of your clan will be wiped out. So you have various different strategies of how to do this. The game itself is very action-oriented. However, it's a slow, I would describe it as a slow, strategic, intimate experience um that is extremely brutal especially when you <laughs> that's execute. putting it blindly. yeah especially when you execute people it's extremely brutal i i keep finding new ones even to today and i'm playing like every day um today i had a machete and i like literally threw someone down on the ground i stabbed it through them and then grabbed their head and wrenched it back and stabbed it through them again. I was like, I think once was enough. Uh, it's very brutal. Uh, this is not something that you want small children, which I am very alarmed at the number of small children playing. Oh my gosh, you're no kidding. Uh, 
too. I know. I'm like, I'm like, what, what is wrong with you, parents? This is not a game for kids. It, I won't let my 14 year old touch it. It, it. It's crazy. And today, today I was playing with an eight year old kid, and I just literally said, "What is wrong with your parents over the open mic? Why are they letting you play this?" And he didn't respond, but I, I was just like, "That's not right." Um. But the the nice part about it is is you on every map there are about seven um, material points or source points or whatever you want to draw them where you can go supply drops basically where you can go and get supplies so and you have to get supplies in order to build devices like bombs like Molotov cocktails like um, med kits like smoke bombs things of that nature um, so you are guaranteed to run into the other people because people have to get parts. Parts convert to supplies at the end of the match, and supplies are, of course, what keeps your economy of people living and not sick and not hungry. So it, it's a very well-thought-out system. I'm telling you, uh, Yadarg actually sent a quote because I told him we were going to be talking about this tonight, and he sent along a quote. He couldn't be with us this evening, but he said, here's what I would like you to say about... Uh, my time with the last of us multiplayer it is a perfect balanced game with hand-to-hand combat and heavy emphasis on teamwork and crafting you feel like you're winning even when you aren't so neo you've spent quite a bit of time with your dark and i what do you what are your thoughts on it uh yeah i think i'm to like week six now i think um it's it is the most fun I've ever had playing multiplayer. Um, now, granted, I, I generally only play multiplayer with you and some other friend and or relative of yours, so I, I don't play a ton of multiplayer. And I found when I do play multiplayer and I'm not playing with you or someone I know, I generally don't have fun. Um, <clears throat> but even in this this one, it's just perfectly balanced i think is is exactly yadarg hit it there um it's four on four or at least the mode we've been playing i don't no, know if no, the other both, mode they're is all four on four. both it's all four on four yeah. so there's four of you and there's four enemies um generally speaking sometimes you can be outnumbered four to three or sometimes it's been three on three for a while but the game actually throws people in to try to make sure the teams are four and four um it's it's really well balanced. Uh, the maps are not overly complicated. That's something that always bothers me is with like uh, Battlefield or other major military shooters is the maps are just ridiculous. Um, the maps are fairly straightforward and simple. You've got the collection points. Uh, there's there's materials you use to make the stuff, and then there's parts which, uh, as Ball said, you know you need to to keep your people alive. But they also allow you to upgrade your weapons. Uh, get body armor um, and stuff. And this is while you're in-game, so you'll get a little pop-up saying, you've collected so much, hit select to buy body armor. And so then you can put on body armor, which means you can take more hits, and, and obviously that's what that would mean, But or, or upgrade your weapon to, to be more powerful or something. Uh, buy more ammunition, because uh, from what I understand in the, the single-player game, which I haven't started yet, ammunition is pretty sparse. Uh, it's pretty sparse in the multiplayer, too. 
I mean, you don't necessarily really run out of ammo ever because the supply boxes also have ammos, <laughs> ammo. That's, and, that's not and, true. <laughs> well, it's not true, but I mean, it's not like you go, well, maybe you do, but it's not like you go forever without ammunition. I mean, you'll pick up a supply box that's got a couple of ammo in it or you'll kill somebody and they'll drop ammo. Um, so, I mean, usually you'll go a while, but not too terribly long. I, I usually die before I go too terribly long without ammunition. Um and, and but there's, there's some ticket, brutal. There, we well, should well, talk about the tickets too, because there's a ticket system. Oh, the ticket, right, yeah. Basically, each team starts out with twenty tickets, and then when it gets to zero, that's your last respawn. Um, this is called supply drop. There is another mode that's a best of five, uh, where you only get a single life, which is very good as well, but not good for doing the challenges like we discussed earlier. Sorry, go ahead with what you were saying. Uh, I forgot where I was, um, but uh, it, it's legitimately fun. I mean, and, and like Yadarg said, it's fun when you're winning. It's fun when you're losing. It's nice when you got a good crew. I know, was it two nights ago uh, when we would go to the post post round and we'd have, you know, everybody on the same chat, you know, they were, they were talking, we were talking, uh, everybody was having a good time. Everybody was being real positive, except maybe Goku, but. You know, that that's another one of those five-year-olds that was out there playing this game. So, um, unfortunately, he was dang good at it, too. Um, but the, uh, you know, it just, it's it's really well-balanced. It's, it's tactical and strategic all at the same time. It's, it's, it's just really well done. I, I have to applaud uh, uh, Naughty Dog. I mean, they're, they're obviously a top tier developer. I mean, obviously that they've been there since, you know, Crash Bandicoot, probably before that, but at least since Crash Bandicoot. And they've just, they just nailed it. I mean, See, they, they've I, made something that was just perfect. I have to give praise to you, Darg, because if it wasn't for him, I would have never played it. Because I finished the single player game and just like The Walking Dead, I said, this is my little package of what this game is and this is how I feel about it and I'm now going to put it aside. And he's the one that said, okay, when you finish, we have to play multiplayer together because you're going to love it. And I was like, I I guess, you know, all right, as soon as I finish it, I'll do it. And then once, once... we jumped in and I did like maybe a round or just a practice round with him. I already saw how amazing it was going to be if we had a team that communicated and uh, it, it's the best part for me is, is what's called sudden death mode. Um, and being the camp stealth is huge in, in multiplayer, by the way, you, you can't, you can run around. That's usually going to get you killed. In fact, my favorite matches are when I get, to go up against a bunch of level zero to five people who think they're playing Call of Duty and just run around the map and basically throw their bodies at us, and we we get to kill them over and over and over again because we usually are, with a spiked board. That's yes. my favorite for oh. the guys that are just running around. You just run them to them with you got this like two by two with scissors lashed onto it, and you just bash them in the neck, and it's a one hit takedown. Yeah. Uh, or or the machete. That's actually one of my favorites. And that's one of the other interesting things is you can build all these different types of classes. Like, for example, my classes focus on healing, um, but one of my classes... Is, Which has the goofiest animation. It does ever. have a goofy animation. It's very unfortunate, the animation. It's almost like you're milking a cow. <laughs> so, 
it's not unusual now that uh, all three of us have that skill on most of our our class trees um, to see Yadarg, Neo, and I milking each other as we're wheeling up. <laughs> it's rather disturbing. <laughs> and, and we did discover if you, you you crouch when you do it, so if you're healing to someone while they're standing and your character's in the wrong position, it. It does not look very good. unfortunate. It does not look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good at all. Um, but but soon, uh, maybe Burgundy might even join our squad. Then we'd have a fourth of intelligent people, and we would be unbeatable. That's kind of the idea. Hint I'm hint. working on it. <laughs> I, I don't think. I think next week will be a lot more calm than this week was. Okay. Uh, at least I'm really hoping it will be because. I can't keep up this pace. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh my! Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I've just been—I've been out. I've been out every day for like the past. Like it's—I'm going to be out for the rest of the week, every day, um, pretty much most of the weekend. Like Monday after work, I ran down the shore to have like dinner by the bay with someone. Like it was really cool and it was really awesome, but. Man, this is getting draining. <laughs> and when you say the shore, I'm assuming that's Jersey Shore. Yeah, that's that's the shore. That's the shore. Well, I, I mean, I know the region, so I assume that's where it was. But I don't know. I don't live there. I don't call it the shore. Oh no, I I, I thought everybody did. Oh you know, yeah, because that's the only shore in the United States. Please yeah. tell me you're not conversing with Snooky. No. <laughs> okay. Have you ever hung out and partied with Snooky? He's not even going to dignify so that with an answer. Disturbing. Yeah, I, I uh, wouldn't either if I were him. <laughs> nah, this one, this one like likes, she really likes history, and you know she's smart and funny and well, there very you go. cute. There you go. But no, it, it's rare for a multiplayer. I mean, I've had fun playing multiplayer before, but usually it's only if you're winning, and and it, the fun is very temporary for me because. You know what? When I die in this game, I, I really don't feel that bad. I may, you know, fluster a little bit, but I, it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like you've got a bunch of people that have just sat around doing nothing but playing this game all day for the last three years. Oh, and those guys are out there. They're out me. there, but I mean, even then, they're not that much more powerful than you are. No, they're not, and that, it's a very level playing field. And I mean, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, being the camping sniping bitch I am. Um, my favorite thing is when, you know, our team tactic is when we see that our side's tickets are down to like three or four, we know that that last spawn is going to come up soon. So we actually start running around the maps, stockpiling uh, parts to make uh, bombs and molotovs so that we can hole up somewhere and camp. Because you'd be amazed. These guys are in the lead. They're dumb enough to come to us. <laughs> Which is true. All they got to do is sit every and wait time and they win. <laughs> they are dumb enough to come to us. And so we just execute them with Molotov cocktails and sniping them in the head. And, you know, basically we've set up a, a fortress of traps on every map. We know where we hole up every time. <laughs> and it works without failure. And we have actually reclaimed what seemed like unwinnable matches just by camping out and making them come to us. As long as we were able to get the resources ahead of time. As long as we're able to get the resources. It can be a little bit more. And there are times that that doesn't work. But, yeah. I, you know, I have to say that 
for a game that in my mind was already a 10, this multiplayer makes it an 11. It does. It, it's <laughs> it's it has no right to be as good as it is. No, not in, not in a game that's what The Last of Us is. Right. And and I mean it's it's so amazing. And the fact that you can do it without having any connection to the story mode or any impact on the story mode, I absolutely love. So oh, you never, you didn't finish over. explaining sudden death either. Oh, well, when sudden death occurs, you have no more tickets. You have no more respawns. So that means that you have basically one life to live. Like sands through the hourglass. So go the days of our lives. Yes. And so, uh, basically you sir, the, the round will end when all of your team is killed in sudden death. And so literally you can, you know, we have come back in games where we're at nine tickets to zero just by holding up and reducing them to sudden death, and they still come for us. It makes no sense, but I'm happy that people are apparently stupid. So, But, but sudden, death, <laughs> sudden death takes what's a fun game and just makes it. It's so, sudden death is like super exciting. It's super like intense. So I mean, you're, your heart pounds, and it's like it's like you're trying to communicate and watch out for the guys on the left. Watch out for the guys on the right. M- make sure somebody's monitoring the windows. Somebody cover the stairs. It's crazy. It's All of a sudden, amazing. just this flurry of Molotov cocktails go off. <laughs> They're one hit kills. So if you hit the guy with it, it, it kills them. And, and it doesn't just kill them. It kills them so that they are. They're flailing around like somebody in a wetsuit, screaming at the top of their lungs in like not haha that's funny screams, but like oh my god he's burning alive screams, or she's burning alive because sometimes they're women. Uh, it's very disturbing actually. <laughs> it is. And you don't build your, av- I mean, you kind of build your avatar, but your avatar is kind of randomly generated. Yeah. So one time you'll be playing, you know, a dark haired chick. The next time you'll be playing, you know, some bald guy from the South with a drawl that just drives you nuts. And, and- the next time you're playing uh, uh, Barrett from Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, well, not the machine gun hand, but yeah, the rest. So it, it's very, you have, you can only control customization pieces for hats, masks, and that's about it. And and any kind of taunt the emblem. that you do, yeah, yeah. taunt and emblem, yeah. So I mean, it's a really deep system. It's really a lot of fun to play. And uh, Burgundy, we look forward to having you with us. I look forward to playing. Actually, yeah. Um, what little I did play the one day uh, did seem kind of awesome. It, 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 and, and and it's funny because you know most games make a huge deal out of leveling. Sometimes you'll go two or three rounds and not realize that you leveled like a couple rounds back. It, it, it's like it's it's like this subtle background thing that nobody really cares about because it, it really isn't that important. The only time I care about it is when it's putting us in the matchmaking and I see that there's <laughs> someone the level that, fifty guy with <laughs> no no no. I was just playing before the podcast. We got in with a level one hundred and ninety eight guy. Oh my gosh! I'm like you obviously are thirteen and have no job. Because I've been playing every night for three to four hours, and I'm only level 22. How? I mean, was it a dev? No. No, it was, again, uh, you know, some 13-year-old kid. Who has no right playing the game in the first place? I'm, yeah, it's a parent's decision, but, geez, man, I would... As a parent, I feel justified in judging (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I'm not a parent, and I still wouldn't even let my kid play this game. 
but that, I digress. Let's move on but to the gaming, news. Gaming parents are a lot harder on this than non-gaming parents. Oh, 40, what, how many minutes in? Uh, a lot. 50 <laughs> minutes in. Let's get to the news. Woo. <laughs> Neil, you've got the first story. Oh, I've spent so long since I lost the tab. Where did it go? Oh, there it is. All right. So um, the... Xbox One has taken a lot of flack uh, since the announcement, and, and in many respects, rightfully so. Um, the message has been unclear to this point, and there have been features that have seemingly gone by the wayside, one of which was uh, self-publishing for independent developers. But no longer! Not only did they announce that there will be self-publishing for independent developers, but everyone who owns an Xbox One can register for free or no for a small fee as a developer and they will turn on dev mode for your xbox one that's right kids any of you guys can brick your xbox one by writing crappy code for it um which i'm waiting for the first time for that to happen because it'll be hilarious but literally every dex, every xbox one is a dev console uh if you register with microsoft and pay whatever the fee is that i don't think the amount has been announced probably not here bucks. in the article um, you can uh, get the development mode on your Xbox One, and you too can try to build a game. You can self-publish it in the store, and uh, the more people buy and rate your game, the higher up you will go in the listing, and there will be uh, you know some like a top ten list of of uh, independent or homebrewed games. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I know I am eternally too lazy to try and do anything such as that because I know what kind of an undertaking it is to do something like that and do it well uh, if you do it by yourself, at least with my skill set. Uh, there was the dude in my freshman year coding class in college who was coding uh, Super Mario Brothers during the class because he didn't need to pay attention. So obviously for other people, it may not be such a big deal. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if non-developers, uh, you know, people who aren't actually trying to develop in, as, as a job, uh, take advantage of this and, and if they'll actually come out with stuff that, you know, will, will spark people's interest and, and get up there. Um, but like I said, inevitably, you're going to have people writing code and the first Xbox One virus will come out and it's going to be polarity. But um, I, I actually think that this is a step in the right direction for them. I think it's a good thing. I mean, the net Yoroze for PlayStation, should, I always thought that they should have just enabled that for everyone so that everyone could have the opportunity to develop for PlayStation if they wanted to. Um does anybody remember the Net Yorose besides me? Uh, that name is familiar. I don't remember what it was. Though. It was a black PlayStation that was a dev PlayStation. You had oh, pay, right, right, you had right, 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 bucks right. And Sony Japan would send you one. Yep, okay. Um, and I, I mean, that was, I, I always wondered, why wouldn't you want to get that into as many people's hands as possible? I like, I'm sure they've got, you know, some way, I'm sure that you're running just like for when you're programming for the iPhone, it's probably some kind of emulation mode so that if you do brick it, quote unquote, you're bricking the emulation mode and not your actual Xbox One. But the the problem I have with this story is that it's only one half of the story um, in the fact that, yes, they're saying that they're going to that people will be able to do this, but they're not telling us 
number one, exactly how much it's going to cost to get this unlocked. I would imagine it's 99 bucks. But number two, they're not telling you how much of the revenue share they get to keep and what the guidelines are for what you can price your games at. Mm, true. Because that's going to be... That's going to be the big thing, you know. If that, if this allows people who have Android, um, to port their game to the Xbox One and still sell it at the one to five dollar price point, okay, that might be that might this might be a thing actually. But you know, if the minimum they can charge is ten bucks or something like that, or because of the amount of overhead that Microsoft's going to take out of it, that's that's what I'd want to know out of this that's a good point burgundy what do you think or you just not care yeah this one i don't really care i'm sorry i, I really don't have anything to add to this one okay <laughs> well i'm gonna go down the route of uh my one sarcastic story of the day uh in common sense news an analyst predicts there will be ps4 and x-bone shortages at launch I think I wow. need, yeah i need to become an, an analyst because they get paid to say stuff that you know, you probably got a government grant to do that study too. Probably, uh, in an interview with GameSpot, an, an an analyst who is not Michael Patcher, so I don't care, <laughs> uh, said that he expected one refresh before the end of the holiday season. So they'll la- launch early November, and then that will give them time to get a second batch out before the holiday season. Best Buy started taking. Um pre-orders for launch again and they've actually got them bundled now you can buy a bundle with any of the launch games or pre-order a bundle for day one with any of the launch games so either they've got some kind of secret stash that nobody in the universe knows about or there's going to be a lot of day one pre-orders not filled well they the 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 analyst went on to say that he thought that they were putting out that they were capping the um as they did previously, capped the pre-orders to kind of, in a kind of conservative way, so that they could have a second wave. So yeah. that they may be filled. Some of those may be filled on the second wave. That's true. What he's saying. So, Burgundy, do you have a story or thought about that one? Um, I do have a thought about that. Um, it looks like they're. I, I doubt we're gonna. I really don't think we're gonna see a huge short. Well, I don't know. Because remember. Shortages make it the hot Christmas item. Exactly. That's why I'm kind of... Like, I think we're at a point where, like, people might be a little like, "Ah, I don't really want to get it right away, but you know something? People are going to get it right away, and the price points are really not that bad. I mean, I remember working at a... I worked at a mutual fund company before, and I made the... I made the um, investment managers a lot of money because they listened to me instead of their analysts about, like, you know, video games and computer stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, their analyst said Apple was about to die. That's when the iPods first came out. Mm-hmm. He was trying to tell them to sell off Apple, and I was just like, what are you, nuts? And the other big thing was, like, EA um, getting competition with the uh, 2K football game that came out for 20 bucks. He was like, EA's done. Get you know, get rid of it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. They just poked the bear. You relax and wait a couple weeks. <laughs> but, um, like, as far as, yeah, so analysts don't know anything. <laughs> but I really think they're going to try and get product out there because I mean yes shortages are awesome for like the buzz and like you know generating like you know people want this people want this yeah but, but the at the same the day, time they want money at, yeah at the same time they make money by getting those things out there yep and the way the architecture is in these things I don't think we're really going to have too much of an issue picking them up I, I'm right there with you I mean I don't think that this is 
anything that's like way out of the ordinary, I think we mm-hmm. should be able to to build these well in advance and have them ready to go. So, Neil. Oh, and me again. Yeah. Did 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 Burke? Did Burke? Do you have anything? Um. Yeah, I just saw one. Apparently, Capcom and Treasure are making a game. Treasure. Oh, yeah. really? What are they making? Apparently, they're making this game for the 3DS in Japan called Geist Crusher. G A I S T. I don't even know what that means. Geist Crusher. Geist. That's not like Geist. A, no, that's how you'd say it in Japanese, though. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Well. Okay, but then again, it's not Japanese because there's no consonant on the end. Because you can't end a word in a uh, double consonant. The only consonant you can end a word is in is n. So, but there they just call it Geistkrusher. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but it's like a futuristic setting. Um, they said in collaboration with Sin and Punishment 2 developer Treasure. I'm not sure why they went with Sin and Punishment 2, but whatever. <laughs> um, oh, looks like a Japanese only release right now, but I'm assuming we'll see this at some point because they're pretty good at bringing everything over. So apparently, uh, a geist is the Scottish variant on the word ghost. I was going to say it's got to be something about ghosts. So that's well, I mean, obviously poltergeist. I mean, spelled differently, but if that's how it's pronounced, then. Well, according to the article, the Geist Crusher's futuristic setting follows the world's discovery of Guy Metals, a type of high-energy metal. Guy Metal-plated monsters called Geist appear shortly after the resources discovery and promptly do their best to destroy all of mankind in retaliation. Go, 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 Ranger. Oh, wait. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's got the, the pictures like a yellow, a red, a green, a blue guy. <laughs> like nice. typical, you know, typical treasure, you know, kind of stuff. Um, hey, Terrence. Let's search for the treasure. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, yes, as in retaliation, the world's leading scientists launched their Geist Crusher Garrison, a program that directs a four-pack of Saturday morning cartoon heroes through their <laughs> efforts to save the world. <laughs> did you just make that last part up? I did not. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That is word for word from the article. That is amazing. <laughs> Oh gosh! So a little bit oh. Gunstar Heroes, a little bit. No, uh, it's it's Defiance is what it is, because it has an a a, a co, an accompanying anime that goes with it. Ah. Uh, uh oh, and toys and toy line and manga anime music and toy line. Well, they 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 never do anything over there without doing like all of those things. I mean, isn't that like a rule? You can't have a game without a manga and like, at least two toys. And yeah, I guess. Isn't that like a law or something? Mm. All I know is it's being made by Treasure, so it's going to play awesome and I want it. <laughs> well, since there's only like two games for the 3DS, you know. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. That's so this not is. true. It's it is true. not is not true, true at all. There's Animal Crossing. There's Animal Crossing. There is, um, what's that game that came out a while back that I really like? Crush um, 3D. <laughs> No, it's the RPG. It's with the people that actually die and they stay dead if you play on... Breath of Fire? Yes, Breath of Fire. Um, And there's Luigi's Mansion. And, you know, there's quite a few games, actually. I was was mostly picking, but walking through the stores that I've been walking through recently, it's still a pretty dismal selection, at least what most stores around here are carrying. 
but uh, that could just be hey, it's better than the curse of location. Well, yeah, this is true. I look at that, and I look at my Wii U, and it like cries. <laughs> Does it shed the single Indian tear? Yes, that is exactly what it sheds. How did you know? And then it's like, feed me, Seymour. And I go, alas, <laughs> I have no discs to feed. Did you seriously make fun of the 3DS when it's like the top-selling system right now? Who, him or me? Him. Oh. Do you think I pay attention to such things? Don't okay. let facts get in the way of my truth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, somebody's going to take a crap on a portable. They're going to get called out on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, on my watch. Color. All right, so talking about um, taking crap on something, Xbox One's Project Upload was debuted uh, at Evo um, when they debuted Killer Instinct, um, which got boos from the Evo fighting crowd. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube if you want to look at it. It's kind of uncomfortable. I thought everybody loved Killer Instinct. Yeah, well, apparently they don't love the Xbox One. Um, ah. and, and that was because it's only coming out for the Xbox One. Um, that when they announced that the guy was on stage to announce that, he got booed like really badly. Um, so, anyways, what was announced during this demonstration of gameplay was that Xbox One's Project Upload, uh, which is the task behind the scenes that records your gameplay footage only records five minutes of gameplay. Whereas uh, Sony's PS4 will, as confirmed today, reconfirmed today, record 15 minutes of gameplay in its buffer for you to edit and upload. So I think that's a... a, You know, the funny part is, is this thing's being touted, the Xbox One... I shouldn't say this thing. The Xbox One is being touted as a game... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cable boxes do it. Um, DVR? Yeah, thank you. A game DVR. Yet you can only record five minutes of gameplay footage? That's crazy to me. Well, uh, to be fair, I was thinking about this. How many more, how many YouTube videos that get any hits whatsoever are longer than five minutes? So you you say that, but if you go on the Gamer's Ledge uh, page right now, our largest viewed uh um, video is an hour long. Is that your uh, slender? No, it's my dubstep gun. <laughs> <laughs> my Saints Row 4 dubstep gun, repeat it for an hour. It has like... The okay, most... well, that's just somebody putting it in the background and just listening to it. They're not actually watching it. I don't know. So, but I mean, a lot of my longer videos have more views than my shorter ones, too. So, I, sp- I mean, if you're into that, which you are, um, yeah, the, the Twitch, and then I guess PS3, 4 is going to use what you stream. You know, if you're into that stuff, I suppose, yeah, that that's true. But So I guess that's the, the, the community it's playing to. But generally, if I did something awesome and I wanted to share it, it's going to be something that I just did. I don't necessarily want to share the last 10 minutes of me running into a wall trying to figure out what to do before I got to that cool thing that I finally did. So this is actually something that really concerns me because right, what I did with Last of Us, which I've never done before, is I actually streamed the entire story mode as I played through it. I then uploaded those to YouTube via Twitch. 
this is what concerns me. Ustream sucks. And I can't figure out... First of all, I can't even export to Ustream now using my capture device that I have without actually physically recording the data and then editing it and putting it out there. And that's way too much time and space to do. Twitch makes it easy for me to just stream it, archive it, and then upload it to YouTube. If Ustream can't pack that same punch, I'm really worried about that side of things. Now, from what they showed us at the launch, it's supposed to automatically upload to Facebook, which I don't know if that's that back end is going to be something that's hosted on Ustream. And if I can stream it to Ustream and archive it at the same time, that's fine. But I'm a little worried. I want more clarification about how this works on the PS4, to be honest. Burgundy, is this something that concerns you at all? I'm kind of curious about that because, like, I really don't want them recording how crappy I play games. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's it, that's 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 an opt-in. I mean, it's a thing where you say, I want to stream this session. Sure, opt-in. Yeah, we all know how that works. Oh, wait. Yeah. This is not the, the, it's not the connect. Not, yeah, no, it's not It's not the, the, what is the name of that program that they were spying on us with? Um, Windows? No. <laughs> Internet Explorer. <laughs> wow, have you not watched the news for like the last two months? Um, I don't watch the yes, news. Spy, spy software program. It's like Cascade. No, what is it? Um, That's a dish soap. Oh, wait. I know what you're talking about. It's the one um, where they, they... You're talking about the big story. Yeah, the big story. Um, oh, what was that thing called? Uh, I'm um, looking through the... Prism, Prism, that's it. Prism, that's Prism. it. Prism. So, you know, it's not like... I mean, we already know that Sony and Microsoft are collating metadata on us when we sign on to our various prospective platforms. They know how many people are playing Last of Us multiplayer at any given point in time. They know how many people are buying things from the web. So, I mean, th- those things are kind of a given, but when you're streaming your gaming content to an external third party, you have to opt in for that. Otherwise it's just on your local hard drive buffer for 15 minutes. Yeah. See, that's what I was wondering actually. It's just like, you know, if you're using this feature a lot and you're just using a traditional hard drive in there, that's going to be a lot of wear and tear on that thing. Well, no more than, no more than my computer, I suppose. Cause yeah, but video tears up a hard drive. Yeah, but well, I'm replacing my hard drive day one. I can, I already know I am. I'll be slapping. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what I do when I get them new. I'll be slapping a two terabyte drive in that bad boy. Yeah, it's probably gonna be worthwhile doing that. Yep. Do we I, know what kind of drive it takes yet? Um, they have said that it. They haven't said specifically. But they have said that it will be swappable just like the PS3. Uh, right. I would be highly surprised if it wasn't the same exact thing, the, the laptop hard drive. I'd be very surprised if it was something different. Because it's smaller than the PS3 is now. So it's obviously not going to be a full-fledged SATA drive. So it's got to be something with a small footprint. So I'm I'm fairly sure it's just going to end up being the... 2.5 inch 
uh, laptop hard drive again. Yeah, just yeah, which which right now I believe you can get a two terabyte drive for a hundred bucks. I want to say so. Say one hundred and thirty, I thought, but yeah, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Well, you can get the externals now for a hundred bucks, which is crazy. I, I've seen a three terabyte that you can get for like one twenty five, which I really need to pick up. By the way, that's crazy. Yeah, it's. I didn't realize prices were coming down that bad. You realize that? I mean, give it probably another year and a half to two years, and we're going to be looking at maybe XT byte drives. And then we'll have to deal with petabyte drives after that. Bites you eat on a sandwich. Oh, I was th- I was thinking animal rights, but that works too. <sighs> it's peta, not peta. What? It's a petabyte. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd points for Neo. Yeah. So it looks like a two gig, uh, a two terabyte, two and a half inch uh, notebook drive is one seventy nine on Newegg. I'm sure we. I, I'll go to Price Watch and find it cheaper. <laughs> or just why? I mean, Newegg's been having sales left and right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have a uh, a shocking news story. Uh-oh. What's your shocking news story? Shocking. This is um, it's a big deal. Um, the Ouya came out. Oh yeah! Ooh, yeah! Oh yeah! And and guess what? It sucks. It sucks. People aren't buying software. No, <laughs> they're not actually going to pay for it. Well, you know. Well, I I had a related story, which which to me just firmly cements the fact that the Android console, at least today, is is just just isn't ready. But Mad Cats is making an Android console called hmm. Mojo. Mad Cats, the people that can barely make a functioning controller, are making an Android console. You know, yeah. I, you know, I I feel your disdain for the Mad Cats, and I raise you an apathy. But no. I have, <laughs> I have had a few Mad Cats products that are okay. Okay, yes. I, I Especially back in the PS1 era, I actually almost exclusively bought Mad Cats memory cards. Now, I will tell you that that brand was responsible for the four, five-year loss of data because I had one of those 99-page PS1 memory cards from mm-hmm. Mad Cats, right. Right, right, and right. it crashed, and I lost five years' worth of saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend at the time why would it. you buy a third party memory card because it had 99 pages worth of saves it was like 99 memory cards in one and they were way less expensive than the yeah card. way less expensive and we had 99 problems but the memory card wasn't one actually well, the memory card well, was it was one. it was and and once I and I would I I just like sat there and it was like somebody hit me my girlfriend said what's wrong and I'm like I just lost five years of data. All my Final Fantasy saves, my my Einhander saves, my everything. I my Tobal number two saves. Yes, I was a square whore. Um, and she's just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great when they're so understanding? <laughs> and, uh, uh, yes. So I, I do feel your disdain. Don't think I don't, but I've had some good things with them. 
yeah, it hasn't been all bad. I think I had a, a Mad Cats controller that didn't suck once, but so tell me more about uh, the the numbers not selling on the Ouya. Oh yeah, I was I was actually um I was actually listening to a podcast this morning um, about it as uh, one of the um I uh, was at Tech News today and. They mentioned like one of the, like the I think that was like the second highest selling game on it. That was like one of the exclusives that like people were talking about. Angry Birds. I think made a, a whopping four hundred and some odd dollars so far <laughs> yeah. in sales. And it's just like and they're like you know who is going to want to develop on this thing if there's absolutely zero money to be made. And and that's a thing. I mean that's a legitimate concern. And this is I think probably and we'll, we'll be all agree that the Wii is like the 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 biggest release of any kind of like um, independent console, really. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that everybody was talking about. This is the one everybody was excited about. The this price is the big points. Kickstarter, the big everything. Yeah, it was the big Kickstarter. It was the price points right? You know, for it, it being like an impulse item and stuff. But the thing is, it's just like if there's no games, who well, cares? And, and like, if nobody, it? and if if publishers. Or developers can't make any money on it, they're not mm-hmm. going to port their games to it. Exactly. And they were trying to sit there and say, like, it, it seemed like it was a no-brainer. Like, porting your games to the thing is easy. Like, you know, why wouldn't everybody be doing it? But getting the games to work with the controller apparently is a lot harder than, you know, it's a big pain in the butt for them to do that. So if there's so if they have all this headache of having to actually do some real work into it, it's not like they're just, you know, ref- they're not just like you know putting into a, uh, you know, whatever you know, APIs out there that, you know, just formats it for the Ouya, you know, easily gets it uploaded to the store. It's not like they have they actually have to do stuff to get the game, you know, working on the thing. And, you know, if one of the the second highest you know game is only making four hundred and fifty bucks on it. <laughs> yeah, if it's hard, if it's more difficult than it, uh, the the amount of effort is higher than getting a summer intern to port it. Yeah, it's it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And just FYI, uh, Price Watch is showing one terabyte internal two point five inch drives, ra- hovering around eighty bucks. So probably a one sixty for a two two terabyte drive somewhere in there. I think that's about what I said before. Also. So, yeah. And in another three months, it'll probably have dropped another thirty bucks. Yeah, probably much. So I'm excited about that, and I'm I'm not excited about the Ouya Burgundy. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, there's I'm not excited about it. I'm, uh, I'm actually a little surprised you didn't get one. Really? It, it just seems like one of those things you'd be just curious enough about, and it's a hundred bucks that you know you own every single. You handheld, know, known to man, except the PSP slider thing. You know, you can hold it in your hand. Well, and I mean, it is it is Android, which is a handheld operating system. So technically, sir, you do not own a handheld system. He doesn't own a PSP Go either. So, but he has yeah. a Vita. He has something comparable. I think that's an insult to the Vita, but. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's better than the, it's better yeah. than the PSP. Have you Go. seen a Vita in real life? Yes, I own a Vita. It's delicious. Yeah, it is some of the most amazing portable electronics ever created. And Metal and you're Slug, you're comparing it. Yes, and Metal Metal Slug XX is free for PC. 
uh, PS whatever. PS Plus, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and it are awesome. Yeah, I love those games. I'm going to have to download some, or delete something on my Vita in order to be able to download it. Yeah, I, I, I tried to download all the ones I hadn't downloaded so far and got told, you don't have no space, mister. That, that was racist. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> it's a Japanese system. That wasn't Japanese. I don't. <laughs> oh, Stop making sense. Um, so let's talk for just a minute about Disney Infinity. No. Yes. Uh, Do you understand how broke I'm going to be from this game? I know, and then you're going to want me to buy it, and then you're going to want me to buy stuff, and, but and then I'm going to be weak-willed and, yeah, dude, and break. Let, let's pretend. Let's pretend that you have a shot of not getting this. Yeah, game, okay? that's what I'm saying. I mean, you've got three kids, and the it appeals to every demographic you have in your household. Uh, yeah, including you, including you. That's the part. Yeah, like like. Oh, See, God. I've managed to avoid personally partaking in Skylanders so far. So you know, I was right. Because this isn't not this is not Skylanders. This I is going to have like you know. Well, well I I am a little put off by the whole world making thing. It's like eh, that sounds like Little Big Planet, which sounds like work. Well, no, uh, and, that's and a big part of the game. But. The reason we're talking about this is because somebody actually went through and and got an hour with sitting down and playing with the toy box mode, and he said within twenty minutes he was able to make a fully functioning two D soccer game, complete with fireworks that went off every time somebody made a goal and he is not a programmer he's a layperson, and he figured it out he said it was extremely easy but then you also have um if you don't want to build things you have the worlds to explore and play through that come you know the play sets is what they call them so like the pirates play set the incredibles play set the monsters uh you play set and then of course they're also launching lone ranger and um, cars play sets at launch as well. Uh, the missus turned to me and said, we will buy everything at on launch day. So You know, I still cannot find a hot dog for Skylanders. There's like been no new Skylanders come out. Did like, I not tell you that I completed the set finally? Did you? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, we had the hot dog. We, we stumbled across it in a three-pack. Um, and there was only one. That, three that was like the one Skylander yeah. that the kids have wanted since since Giants launched. And I have not in real life seen a single one. See, and the one that took us forever to finally finish the collection was the Ninjini. Oh, and, yeah. I haven't seen that one either. And we went to Toys R Us. Uh, I wasn't even going to stop because I've just gotten so despondent because we'd been looking for it for like over four and a half months. And... The missus made me stop at Toys R Us, and we went in there, and they had three of them. Wow. And we we bought the one. I should have got the other ones put up on eBay, but I just couldn't afford it at that point. And, uh, and we went back. We've been back several times, and no one has Ninjini again. So we have all of them. We are done, and I officially put the nail in the Skylanders coffin because we actually sat down and made a budget for Disney Infinity. And I have to, I have to say, the kids have not nearly been as into giants as they were into the first one. They, they, they messed up giants. It's, it's very much more of the same. And yes, there are some cool features with giants, but it's much more complicated than the original one was. 
Yeah, and not the fun kind of complicated. It's it's like the busy work kind of complicated. See, and, and yeah, and I agree. And I mean, I think this is why Disney Infinity is going to succeed very well. Because when you take into consideration all the things that Disney owns now, and they have already said that, yes, we want to do Marvel expansions. Yes, we want to do Star Wars expansions. Please, you are going to buy every single figure. Listen, when you can have Wreck-It Ralph driving one of those uh, Tron things, not the cycles, but the the giant flying ship, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The recognizers? Yes, yes. When you can have Wreck-It Ralph driving one of those around a world, who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to take Luke Skywalker and make him ride the giant elephant from Aladdin. Well, that probably wouldn't be the first thing I'd do, but I get your point. Yeah. I mean, I think... I, I, here's here's a minor gripe, though. Very minor gripe, but I, I saw the the like the pre-order for the character packs, or maybe it wasn't a pre-order, maybe it was just a, 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 a feature on it or something. Some reason in my brain, I assumed that when you bought a three character pack, all three characters would be from the same set. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's like one, we, each character is from a different set. Well, that's just the starter pack. That's like, uh, I mean, if they're all going to be that way, though, that's going to drive me yeah, nuts. No, they're not. They're not. But this is, this is smart, in my opinion, because I, I looked at this and I'm like, oh my God, it's 80 bucks for the starter set. Now, if you're going to pre-order anywhere, I highly recommend you go to Toys R Us to do it because you have a dollar pre-order charge. But in doing so, if you keep the receipt and this little slip that they give you, you get a free figure on launch day. Hmm. So the starter set has three play sets built into it. The uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with Captain Jack, the Incredibles with Mr. Incredible, and um, Monsters, Inc. with... Sully, I think. Yeah. Um, and so you get all three of those worlds in the starter kit. Then you then you go in and you buy the extra characters singly for the to flesh out the remaining for those particular worlds. Now if you buy the Lone Ranger playset, you get all the Lone Ranger characters in the Lone Ranger playset. If you buy the cars set, you get all the cars characters in the car set along with the the world to unlock in the game. Does that make sense? So you have to buy the world, or by buying a character of that world, you unlock the world? Uh, no, you have to buy the playset if you want the world, from what I understand. That's... By buying individual characters, however, you unlock specific things to that character in the toy box. Right. And then and then they have the things that are going to kill me, which are the the blind boosters for the power discs. Because if you want that Tron uh, vehicle, you have to randomly pull it from a booster pack. And the discs have two discs in them for five bucks a piece. And they said that I believe there are uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 different collectibles that you can get out of the packs. 
you kind of lost me there. Not like I didn't follow, but that like just drops the bottom out of any ambition I had toward the game. <laughs> Why? Mandatory microtransactions. No. no. No, you don't have to do it. All well, it- no, but it, it, it's a, it's a pay to play. If you want the cool stuff or you want to be able to do the neat things or you want to be able to do whatever, that is not you're going to, you're going to have to pay $500 to get the right drop. Well, okay. Really? Because there's this thing called eBay and you can just wait till somebody puts together a set and you buy the set from them or you, you trade with your friends who also are getting the game, who have an extra thing that they can send you. Are these in-game or are these physical? No, these are physical things. Okay, well, that's that's, I thought we were talking they were in-game things that you had to buy. No, each character can have up to four different discs underneath them at any given point in time to uh, offset their attributes or give them special weapons or whatever. So, yes. Oh, so they're they're actually... um, Stat buffs. Uh, yeah, I was saying they're, but they're actually the the near field. Yes, they're that's actually correct. near field items. That's correct. Okay. They're near field communication items. Burgundy, what do you think about all this? I'm glad I don't have kids. Like that's ever stopped you? Yeah, I was going to say like the. If- <laughs> How many Lego sets do you own? I mean, you you make me look like an amateur. Oh, dude. Speaking of Lego, <laughs> if we can tangent for a second. Sure. Official Back to the Future Lego set coming out. Um, does it include Parkinson's? Dude. <laughs> Man, and you get me for the racist part. <laughs> Holy crap. Dude, that's not cool. I'm sorry. Making fun of the MJF. Didn't I see he was coming out in a new series? He is. Yeah, bro, yeah. That's crazy. The um, Anyway, yes, out? the sucky-looking DeLorean. Yeah, it's not the best-looking thing, but it's still kind of cool. But more importantly, more importantly, Lego Max Rebo. (laughs) Is a solid figure or, like... Yeah, little minifigure. Little minifigure? (laughs) Did that come with the Jabba's Palace or... No, it's coming with the sail barge. I have the palace. Oh, yeah, you have the palace. Oh, okay, so, it's coming with the sail barge. So seriously, if they release Star Wars, and and this is the part that I think that they're going to succeed on that, that Skylanders fails on. Skylanders is two-player tethered co-op. Disney Infinity will allow for multiple, multiple players to play online. So you and uh, one of your children, for example, Neo, could be playing along with myself and the missus online together. I think that holds some promise in and of itself. It does. I mean, it opens the aperture. Um, the, you know, the Skylanders, it, it would be nice if, I mean, I don't, Skylanders, you really couldn't handle more than two player co-op. I mean, the, the screen. Well, you and the could if it done. didn't tether you. That drives me Well, nuts. yeah, okay, but the way it's the way it's structured it, it's pretty much tethered to two player you try to cram any more in there and it would just be unusable but it would be nice if it could be you know online cuz you know both boys or the boy one of the boys and the daughter don't want to always play together at the same time you know funny how that works so it would be nice if he had a, a friend out there who would you know he could try to sync up with and hop on on or just search for people to play with who are in the same level or whatever and it, that would be nice but I'll be friends with your creepy children skulking across the floor. 
That didn't sound right. No, it didn't sound right at all. Not at all. I was trying to allude back to the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but were instead, going for the callback there, yeah. but instead you are now labeled as a creeper for life. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so, no, Burgundy, if they released a, a Star Wars set and a Marvel mm-hmm. set, you wouldn't be inclined to play something like this? Uh, I'd really be trying my best to stay away from it. Um, just because, like, I know, like, what I did, like, during Hero Clicks and stuff, and this is kind of cooler. Oh my God! You know they have Hero Clicks online now, right? Yeah, I've heard. I I no. So so let me let me <laughs> let me take you down my Hero Clicks rabbit hole here real quick. I'll, I'll keep it brief. first. Gamers Ledge podcast three hour broadcast. No, it won't be. It would be just a couple minutes. So uh, I actually was one of the very first judges for WizKids, one of the first certified judges in the nation. And no kidding. I had every LE and every figure. Now, Neo, I don't know if you saw it, but we actually had at my comic shop, we had a guy who he had no girlfriend. That's the basis of this story. But he was hand, he was handy at shop stuff and he decided to build 3d cities for our hero clicks tournaments so we had full functioning roof removable 3d entire cities that had all the squares put down on them and everything amazing we would have 35 people show up every night that we ran hero clicks to play because there was nothing else out there like it and uh, I I completely got rid of all my figures when WizKids went belly up. And, of course, then they were bought out. Uh, and they started launching them again not too long ago. So, uh, yes. Yeah, the, I guess the regular sets are just getting ready to start coming out here again. Yeah. Or just I, did or something. I currently have on top of my television be- between my Skylanders uh, expansion sets, I have uh, Quasar. Uh, Nova, Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, um, Thanos, Adam Warlock, uh, um, Hulk from Planet Hulk, and the sen- the Sentry, all sitting on top of my TV right now. Is that from from the NFE set, or is that? Uh, yeah, some of them are from the NFE set, and then some of them are for some, some older sets. Um, okay. More recent, yeah, the, the, but older. The Thanos one's pretty old, because I have that one. That was, like, one of my big pickups. I want... Have you seen the ultra-exclusive $160 Thanos one, where he's got the oh. actual um, monument? The gauntlet? The, no, oh, he's no. got the gauntlet, the monument, and Nebula. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real exclusive thing, and I've seen it a couple times, and I really want it. I just can't justify spending 160 bucks on something that I don't even play anymore. I remember going to uh, Wizard World when they first came out with the Galactus. Oh, oh God, I had the Galactus. And um, so we went down there. We got it. We flipped it like, the next day. <laughs> made I made like 300 bucks on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did the exact same thing. I got two of them. Took one yeah. back to the store, flipped the other one, and it paid for amazing. My, paid for my ticket and my trip. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, this Thanos is not and that the person tall. thanked me for like ripping him off. Oh yeah, yeah. And I felt I almost felt bad, you know, but 
I still charge them for shipping. Well, that's like my D&D miniatures that we had at the store there. I had every dragon from every set. And uh, eventually we ended up selling them. Made me sad. That I digress. Um, so that's that's my thought. So what you're saying is you would definitely want to play it. You're just afraid that it would bankrupt the bank. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, I just I'd be afraid of that. Well, we'll make sure to tell you how much we're enjoying it when we're playing it. That's no problem. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Well, Neil, you've got one more story, and we can wrap this bad boy up. Oh yeah. Um, so apparently, you know, things are still out there that are, are coming out for the, with the Oculus Rift uh, compatibility. And apparently, again, I don't really follow the Oculus Rift that much. I think it's cool, but I think it's it's a little too early for 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 my personal adaptation level. Uh, but uh, apparently, one of the things people have just been itching for is an MMO to come out and say that they were going to support the the Rift. And finally. Uh, now we have the space MMORPG Vendetta Online, which I've never heard of, have no idea what it is other than it's a space MMORPG, is the uh, first to claim the honor. Uh, it's made by Guild Software, and that creative doctor said, we're thrilled to help our players experience the next level of immersion in a virtual world. So all of you MMO people out there, if you don't play uh, Vendetta Online, but you want to use the Oculus Rift on an MMO, you now know where you need to go. So wrapping up, uh, closing thoughts. I want to get mine out of the way, and then I'll ask you guys for yours real quick. Um, this one's actually aimed at Burgundy. Burgundy, you realize what's uh -oh. coming out in, like, two weeks from today. Uh, probably not. Because I like to be... Dragon's huh? Crown. <laughs> okay, what's that? Are you kidding me? Oh, see, dude. Okay. This is going to be exciting for me. So, All right. So Atlas is publishing a Vanillaware side-scrolling dungeon hack Ooh. Um, that's done by the Odin Sphere team. Ooh. And Where is this coming? It's coming to the PS3 and the Vita. It is <laughs> not, not cross-buy. So if you want to buy both of them, it will cost set you back seventy bucks. I know. I'll just get that for the Vita. Yeah, but the the interesting thing is that it is online play for the Vita, so multiple people can play online together in a party. It has six different character classes, and the character classes are the difficulty level. So if you play as the giant hulking fighter, as an example, um, that's mm -hmm. basically easy mode. But if you play as the uh, extremely busty sorceress or the warlock, those are the hardest ones to choose from. And Oh, that's the... Oh, okay, and busty they, sorceress. Now I'm following. <laughs> yes. And they each have um, statistics that determine how good they are with certain things in the game like magic resistance or the ability to cast magic or this or that or the other strength. Um, luck is a big one as well because the higher your luck stat, the better uh, loot drops you get. You get tons of loot drops. You can't even see what they are till you take them back to town and spend money to identify them. It that thus continues the cycle. They're basically saying that you can play this game forever. 
Dude. Uh, and so, yes, it, this is one of my... I was going to get it for the Vita solely. However, the missus has been watching me look at coverage of it, and she's like... She I, likes the busty sorcerers. Um, actually, she likes the elf and the dwarf. I, I wish... Is this going to be a retail release, or is it... This is a retail release. Okay. So, So um, it it will also be on, if you want to digitally download, which is what I'm going to do, because that way we have the option, since I've got two PS3s, we'll have the option of playing together in one room or on two PS3s, so she can have her own screen. Um, Right. But, yeah, that's the... the, uh, when one player runs out of lives during online play, another player may gather their bones to trade into special merchants who can bring that bear, that character back as an AI controlled partner. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it the game looks like it's going to be amazing. I'm going to try and get it for both platforms cuz I really want that for my Vita for on the go cuz that seems like the perfect kind of on the go game. Yeah, see to me that's a Vita game all the way. That um, that's the only That's reason awesome. I'm picking it up for the PS3 is simply because she's interested and we can play it together. There are not a mm-hmm. lot of, there's really not that many co-op games we can play together like that. So, uh, I, if you haven't uh, looked at it, IGN did an entire week breakdown of videos on all the different classes, on all how the magic system works, the leveling system, and all that. Highly recommend mm-hmm. you go check that out. Highly recommend that. Um, I. I actually will after this. The only other thing that I wanted to mention in my last breakdown, uh, has anybody else seen the 47 Ronin trailer? No. I just saw the, I just saw it. I didn't see the trailer, but I, that first I've heard of it today. I saw it on Facebook. First I'd even heard of this movie. My favorite, my favorite line so far on Reddit is, uh, I need swords. Lots and lots of swords. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves stars, if that wasn't obvious. Yes, oh, yes okay, it's, it's Keanu Reeves in a fantasy samurai kind of film. Um, I have not, I have not watched the the trailer yet. Uh, Yadarg's the one that clued me into it, so I got to check that. So, uh, just that that's it for my thoughts for the week. Neo. Um. Well, uh, my 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 first thought is going to become my second thought because as I was listening to you and and trying to figure out some way to be snarky about the fact that you like the game with the well endowed sorcerer, I'm sorry, that is just ridiculously over the top. I mean, that sorceress thing that just that that actually to me is borderline offensive, and not like offensive like I'm offended for women, but it's just like really that that that's just the dumbest character design ever. Anyway. Um I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, apparently uh, I'll have to find out more about this, but apparently Jasco Games is announcing Mega Man the board game. I I, I will have to find out more about this. I, I do love me some Rockman. Uh do you it have doesn't to sound ro- like it's a good board game concept, but I, I'll have to find out more about it. Do you have to roll dice? <laughs> see I'm enough of a Mega Man nerd I actually got that Psyduck anyway um, 
the the other thing I was going to do is uh, give a shout out to uh, Omega Level, as I am prone to do from time to time. They did just this week put out their second podcast. Theirs are measurably shorter than ours, so you <laughs> don't have to spend like an entire evening enjoying it. Um, but it, it's very different. It's a very different format from ours. Uh, it's uh, the the guys on a whole are uh, uh, half a generation younger than us. I mean, they're all adults allegedly. Um, but uh, it's 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 a, it's a it's a bit more brisk, risque uh, language for those of you that are uh, are are prone to worrying about that, or if you have younger ones listening to the podcast. Um, so it, it's definitely uh, more of an adult, late teen uh, edition. But uh, what's the name of the podcast? Uh, uh, <laughs> The Omega Level dot net podcast. I don't know. Transmissions from something. Uh, they call it Starship Omega. Maybe that's what it is. Trans- I, I don't. I actually have the site open. I always have a tab with that dang site up. Where's it hiding? Starship Omega. I'm looking in iTunes. Oh, there it is. Uh, I was in the buy these flipping comics post. Um, they are on on Hoojamajigit. iTunes. Um, yeah, that thing. The the Evil Empire. Uh, da, 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 post about Ryan Gosling. Why am I not surprised? Do 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 do. Older posts. Yeah, this they 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 uh, they do way more posts than we do. So I actually have to go searching for this. But uh, episode one was probably I don't know month month and a half ago. So they they've had a pretty good gap between. I'm guessing the Christianity Omega podcast is not them. That would not no I uh, no though you probably couldn't find two things that would be any more different. So I'm just double checking this. You're giving a shout out to a podcast, but not actually telling us what the podcast name. is. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I have the internet where I live, much less be able to do anything fast. <laughs> so Burgundy, while he's looking, how about you? Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> you snorted. Oh uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have anything final to think about this week, really. Um, I'm excited to get a new Nexus Seven tablet for some reason. Is it going to have Windows Eight on it? No. Android. Uh huh. What is it? Butter. Is that the latest one? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. It's called Transmissions from Omega Level. Transmissions from Omega Level. See, on the subject hey, I found of the post, it. You did or can't? I did. Okay, well, see, the, the, the reason I was confused is because the title of the post is Omega Cast Number 2, so that's why I was thinking it was. But then I was like, no, they have something about transmissions in there, so that's why I was confused. Yeah, they got cool artwork going on, too. They do. I don't know where they cop that from, although they have the one of the, the, the two, the Brothers Omega, which that's not their real name. But anyway, they're, they're the, the two brothers that started it, Ian Omega, who I've referenced a few times as one of them. Um, the other one goes by the name Rendar Frankenstein. Don't ask. Um, and he has um, self-published a couple of uh, comics. If you go to uh, omega-level.net, you'll see one of them uh, is on the side usually. Omni, God-awful small affair. Um, 
he wrote it, uh, and one of their friends actually drew the art for it. So that might be one of his sketches. All right, then. And, and, and do be warned, um, they get a little rowdy in episode two, so their Boston accents really get bad. But uh, It's a wicked yeah. pisser. It, it really was. It nice. really was. <laughs> I, I spent a good amount of time for work out in Boston, and that was one of the first phrases that the people I was working with taught me. So there you go. You must have been working on the south side. Uh, actually, the north side. North side? Yeah, they all, they, south, south side's a little more for that, but... Anyway, and yes, for those of you wondering, Rendar Frankenstein, the first part of that is a Star Wars reference. Oh, I thought he was using computer software to Rendar Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Well. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) On that note, as always, visitinggamersledge.com is what keeps us covering the news, bringing you our insight on the gaming industry, and basically talking about any and everything that comes up for almost two hours. Uh, Please do interact with us. Follow us on iTunes. Comment and rate us. Leave feedback. Email us at gamersledge at gmail.com to ask questions, give feedback, or make suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, Until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.